ora and welcome to the Destinate NZ Show. I'm Michelle Caldwell and today we're talking pure pods. Welcome back listeners to another episode of the Destinate NZ Show. It's great to have you join us once again and thank you to all of those people who sent some great feedback on the first in our series of Trends Talk last week where we talked all about why you should attend Trends. Now, if you are just joining us for the first time and you haven't listened to that episode, I do urge you to go back and have a listen, particularly if you have had Trends on the radar and thought about attending. We'll give you all the reasons why you should. And as you can tell, I'm very excited about heading back to Ototahi Christchurch next year for what's going to be the first trends in quite a while and obviously the first one in Christchurch since 2006. Now, today we're joined by the lovely Kate Baxter from Pure Pods. Kate is the business development manager there and we're talking all about the model of pure pods, what they are, how they're helping farmers diversify into tourism, and yeah, everything else you ever wanted to know about pure pods. So keep listening in. It's a great episode, and I'm sure you'll really enjoy hearing from Kate. Next week, we've got a very special episode lined up. I do urge you, mark your diaries, Wednesday morning, we will be releasing that. But yeah, very excited about that one. And of course, we've got a whole range of speakers. Now, I mentioned Qualmark a little while ago, and a few of you have commented that you can't wait to hear from them. Well, it is happening. We are recording very soon, and um, we'll be able to release that shortly. Keep an eye on my Instagram, Destinate underscore NZ, or Facebook, Destinate NZ, and you will never miss an episode. Or come and follow us on LinkedIn. That seems to be our fastest growing channel at the moment. So uh, yeah, come on over, join us, and don't miss out on anything. But for now, I'm going to leave you with the episode with Kate. Sit back, relax, enjoy the episode, and we'll see you all next week. So today we're chatting all about Pure Pods with Kate Baxter. Kia ora, Kate. Kia ora, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you on the show. Now, tell me what are pure pods? Well, so pure pods kind of all started after our founder, Grant Ryan, was off overseas and returned home. And I guess it wanted to extend on Tourism New Zealand's 100% pure New Zealand mm-hmm. campaign. For a lot of New Zealanders and internationals to have that overnight off the beaten track experience, you'd have to go onto a dock cut and experience mm-hmm. it with a whole lot of sweaty bodies. Or in the long drop, which is those have experienced that is a very short experience. So Grant came home, he's a farmer from Southland. And yeah. so wanted to, I guess, take his love for sustainability and his innovation drive to create a, I guess, an authentic off-the-grid minimalist accommodation experience, Hmm. but being able to also financially support farmers in an off-farm diversification opportunity, really. Hmm. So, you know, we've come a long way in, in the eight years, and it is all about providing that I guess, unfiltered, uninterrupted, unforgettable experience. They are a 22-ton glass box made, yeah, glass and steel. So 
it's that 360 degree view in these really secluded beautiful parts of New Zealand yeah that's awesome the vision for that is quite extraordinary really and I've looked on your website and I have to say some of the imagery that you have is spectacular so are all the pure pods the same like yes, obviously so different locations, but the, the actual building is. And that's the great thing, Michelle. I think, you know, there's a lot, I guess there's been a lot of unknowns. And with our pyropods, the footprint is exactly the same. So the pod, regardless of location, is exactly the same. So mm-hmm. from the bed to where the benches to the shower layout, the whole footprint is exactly mm-hmm. the same. So guests will know what to expect in that level of accommodation, but the unique aspect is that changing landscape. Yeah, obviously, and if it's all glass, it would be so different everywhere you stay. So tell me a little bit about your role with PurePods. Yeah, so my role is business development manager. I guess I see myself as a connector between the agriculture industry and farmers considering that diversification in the tourism industry because that is my background. My role is about generating leads, so those conversations with rural and farmers, to, I guess, having those ongoing conversations with them through to doing a site visit and and ultimately getting a lease signed. From then, I, I pass it over to my CEO, who takes care. She project manages each of the builds, so Stephanie is a very hands-on, meticulous, like just wanting to make sure that everything lines up because they are a three and a half week to four week build if Mm -hmm. weather plays its part so it is pretty quick turnaround and so efficiency is a key Stephanie really does that to a T really so it's great yeah Yeah. oh that's really cool so how do you go about finding these unique spots because I'm guessing you need that privacy because if they're all glass so they're not going to be farms that you necessarily drive along the road and spot something is it like well, how, how does that happen yeah. <laughs> yeah so a bit of a mixture really so we have obviously a contact page on our website that we do get a lot of leads through it's also about I guess engaging with the likes of federated farmers so they've got they're our prime market really in terms of that partnership so and it's about leveraging their member database really so we have become a member ourselves to be able to get access and have those conversations with their members it's through the RTO world as well and tourism people because as we know we like to talk and we know (laughs) lots of people and they might not be in tourism but they have friends that have got sites that are thinking about doing a tourism venture but don't feel like they've got the expertise mm. and so that's where we come in but it's also I follow a lot of stuff on social media whether it's farming groups there's a lot of women groups and in farming industries and in the farming communities now looking to go well I've married into this farming family and I want to have something to do so they're thinking about setting up wee businesses and mm. and it's engaging with them through that yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So a variety of ways, plus you know all the, I guess the media content of our new pods as we roll those out, and yeah, anything from the capital raise that we've just been through has generated a lot of media interest and yes. landowner interest and guest interest, which is great. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So you've got quite a unique partnership model with the farmers that mm-hmm. take a pure pod on site. Are you mm-hmm. able to explain a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. We do have a very unique partnership and that's 
I guess partnership being the core to enabling PurePods to be able to grow. If we didn't have landowners who have got the own the land or lease the land, then we wouldn't be able to grow. So I remember seeing or hearing a podcast actually by ASB saying there'd been about 30% of farmers who were considering that diversification into off-farm to de-risk their, their business. And so we offer a, a 50-50 partnership and, and that's meaning both us and the landowner have got that skin in the game. And, mm. and in return, they have that 50% share, a uh, profit share. So we appreciate farmers are busy and their focus and priority is the farming operation. Yeah. So for us, we take care of the build, all the bookings, guest communications, the marketing side. Mm-hmm. And in return, we lease the land from them and we ask them to service the pod. So the pods themselves can be cleaned in an hour and a half. They don't have to worry about washing sheets or the linen, anything. We organize for that to be commercially cleaned what? from the cleaning product through to the containers that the food are, are served in. So for them, it's minimizing the disruption that they've already got to their daily life on the farm really so we have a lot of conversations with farmers saying potentially they could do it themselves but it's that value of their time to then answer booking inquiries and deal with travel agents and do the marketing and it's looking at that return and their time is is money for them and for us we've got those expertise our team has got that so we can be a solution for them Yeah, and it makes sense, I guess, because you've got multiple pods, so you're not just dealing with a single location. You've got that scale across the country that that they don't have as individuals, so it makes makes sense. And and it's also that brand, right? The PurePods brand is growing in strength day by day, and so being a landowner partner of ours is coming into that franchise almost and saying we, we have this model, we can leverage your the site where the pod is off our brand and so that's yeah that's really strong Mm, awesome and so what makes a great location obviously (laughs) we talked a little bit about privacy and and I've seen the imagery so I can guess but yeah how do you decide like I guess there would be some landowners that you've had to turn down potentially or like what makes a perfect pure pod location for you yeah absolutely I mean first and foremost is that those breathtaking views I guess given the seclusion it's little no road noise and human noise and ideally no wi-fi reception given then they are glass and people do like to make use of their birthday suit the last thing we want guests to feel like is that they they can't completely relax yeah because that is the the idea of the experience is we make it okay to disconnect to reconnect to leave your children at home finish finish that book that you've been longing to do have a conversation with your partner you know and just watch the grass grow and actually stop uh, and be in that moment and just yeah enjoy this beautiful country yeah no that sounds like an amazing weekend away to me (laughs) (laughs) so what kind of growth plans does the company have how many pure pods do you want to have around New Zealand or is it going further than New Zealand well, yes, yes. The long-term plan is definitely to eventually head overseas. But for now, we do have some big plans. We've just raised $4 million in capital to help with our five-year strategic plan. And, and that is to have 100 pods um, scattered throughout New Zealand in the next wow. five years. Wow. Yeah. 
And I think also, well, it is also to be that must-do accommodation experience for internationals, but also for New Zealanders. We've all realised over the last two and a half years that we have some pretty incredible experiences on our back door. And we, PurePods, can provide that experience. We were very fortunate that during COVID, we we didn't see a significant drop. We actually yeah, that doesn't about, surprise me. Yeah. No, we, we said about 25% above industry average. So because it is so unique and mm. we have, we were, what, six, seven pods, six pods during that COVID time. So pre-COVID, we were 70% international. And mm. during covid Kiwis could actually book so there was room for them to go on and experience it so yeah we we do have some big plans I've seen quite a few sites this year and some of those are coming to fruition but it's a long term I swear it's like it's going to be a marriage it's our leases <laughs> are long term given the capital required for each of the pods we are looking long term so yeah yeah and that makes sense because it takes time to build up business and market and obviously as you say the capital invested in each site is quite huge so yeah yeah long term makes sense definitely yeah and I think to have a hundred they're effectively a single hotel room Mm. so a hundred pods is scattered throughout the country is actually not a lot that's two small hotels Yeah, yeah, true. When you look at it from that perspective. And Mm. also, we do have so much wide open space in New Zealand. So it really fits that regional dispersal model quite well as well, doesn't it? Getting out of the main cities and off the beaten track. And I can imagine, like, I guess my next question is, where does the interest come from? Like, what sorts of people are you seeing come and stay in pure pods because for me I'm sitting here going total relaxation being able to switch off but then you've got landscapes it's bucket list like you can think of all the instagrammers out there going I want this on my instagram like there's so many reasons that you want to go and stay in a pure pod yeah absolutely and initially started for those nature lovers but we have found that we get a lot of guests that are celebrating anniversaries, birthdays, those big milestones in life. But then we all get the backpackers that have been traveling around the country and they've got one last night in New Zealand and they've saved up and wow. they want that Instagrammable image. Yeah. Yes, we get quite a selection of images that not all are able to be shared. Yeah, not suitable for work, shall no, we say. No, no. But given the glass factor, lying in bed and, and looking at the night sky, I was down doing a, a presentation in, in Tiana recently and they're going through the dark sky accreditation with, with two on Raki Island now, which are a dark sky sanctuary. It's the prime experience to have because you don't actually have to get out of bed into the cold you yeah. can lie in the comfort and coziness of a pure pod and literally just look up at the sky yeah phenomenal that'd be amazing and yeah. you talk about pure pods being the world's most environmentally transparent building what mm. does that mean like what goes into building a pure pod and why is it different to something else yeah, in question, and that's a lot of our ethos is what Grantles are all about is that sustainability and being kind and having a small f- footprint on the environment. As I said earlier, like they are made of glass and steel and 22 tons. So they are off grid. We have a mixture of gas for heating and cooking to solar panels for the lighting. There's no three point plugs 
in there so it's usb chargers so you can't take your hair dryer you can't take any of that and then it's right down to the local water source and how we use that it all goes through a filtration system with us to manage waste we have a biolytics tank Mm -hmm. so that's all two and a half thousand tiger worms play one part in that decomposition process so yeah it's apparently the wastewater that is filtered out of those biolytics tanks is clean enough to drink. None of us <laughs> can attest to that <laughs> being true. We haven't gone down that way, but they're incredible in terms of how that all works. And it's also looking at the technology involved with the pod. So we remote monitor everything from gas levels to temperature in the pod to the water levels. Mm. And if we get alert, it's often before guests will even realise that there's something and it's all been designed that we don't need the tradie to go out and tamper with it, it oh, and, yep. you know it's a plug and play it's those old the landlines that you used to put into your computer you you literally pull that out and plug it in so it yep. is about using the technology that Grant is he really loves that side of things so they've come a long way I think we're on probably about version seven but, of the pods. Yep. so we've gone from we don't no longer have a glass floor. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we just felt the vegetation growth underneath wasn't quite as easy on the eye as we'd hoped. And just so we've we've done an upgrade to some of our pods already, but the new pods will all have a wooden floor. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. yeah. Cool. That sounds really interesting. And you mentioned earlier that Grant had a real passion for conservation and sustainability I was reading about the cacophony project that you guys have got going there tell us a bit about that yeah so it's Grant's passion project he is all about wanting to make New Zealand a predator free and bring that back that cacophony bird song so it's a totally non-profit open source project really which means that anybody interested in, and has the skills in that software development or mechanical engineering can be involved and mm-hmm. so it's about speeding up that process to bring back that bird song in terms of the technologies involved is that they have a thermal camera that will detect what the predator is and, and monitor that and then they use sound and light to lure the predators in and into those traps yeah so they, I guess Grant and the team, feel that it really has, in terms of trapping efficiency, is 80,000 times greater than just putting a trap out there and potentially trapping birds, which is obviously not what you want. But yeah. it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, and a lot of the profits from the initial shareholders goes back into supporting that project. So Grant thinks we're going to do it before 40, 2050. Yeah, so it's pretty exciting. That is exciting. So is that something that tourism operators could get in behind to support you on? Or like, because there's yeah, a lot, abs- like obviously we're talking sustainability, regenerative mm. tourism, and mm. there's some operators out there who do feel a little bit stuck in what mm. they can do as small businesses. So how, mm. how would that work if they were? Yeah, absolutely. To- I mean, we have the Concophony Project website. So mm-hmm. the best thing would be to go on there. And in terms of the process of how that's done, they would then talk to the team and, and go through the process of finding out where where they are and, and mm-hmm. what, and yeah, the, I guess what they need to install 
to monitor what predators are out there because that's first and foremost what they need to establish and then from there they would then determine what particular trapping method that they would need to use to avoid collecting birds really is is the biggest thing so yeah so no absolutely and it's all on that sustainability side of things so the more we have operators involved um, the better and we've got the two on Rakiura Stewart Islander behind a predator-free fence and we have got systems down there to to help that so yeah and is that something that you're also rolling out at the pure pod locations as well to help those farmers be involved in this project yeah Yeah. absolutely it's definitely part of the conversations as far as I'm aware Rakio Stewart Island are the only ones at the moment but Mm -hmm. as we have those conversations with landowners we are part of our leases that pest control is done in a sustainable way and limiting, obviously, poisons. And so it is that traditional natural trapping method that we encourage and and we're there if if they want some support on that, then, yeah, absolutely. The Concoffee Project is right there. Yeah, awesome. Well, look, it sounds like you've landed on your feet there at Pure Pine. Just for those of our listeners who may not know you, Mm -hmm. do you want to just give us a little bit of a background on how you started out in tourism and now you're sort of in ag tourism and (laughs) how you've got to where you are today? Because I know that's something that I ask most of our guests and I get a lot of feedback on that because a lot of people love to hear people's career journeys. So Yeah, it's been interesting. I think if I look back, I've been in tourism and hospitality right from day dot. My parents managed a luxury lodge, working in university holidays out at Bay of Many Coves, to the soupy yachts, to coming back. And I think the, the biggest thing was David Kennedy and Nigel Kerr giving me the chance to project manage the shot over Jet 50th for Naitahu Tourism. And that really I brought me into the tourism industry. I did a few papers at at university but never really considered or probably understood the opportunities available and so from yeah three and a half years at Naitahu Tourism helping look after all the South Island brands and then they centralized so I decided I wasn't quite ready to go move to Otatahi Christchurch so I stayed in Queenstown and got a a fantastic opportunity at Halley Glenorchy actually as sales and marketing manager and from there I then landed my what I guess I'd probably been working towards for my time in tourism as international markets manager with Destination Queenstown. Mm-hmm. And then the lovely COVID came along. Yes. And so, yeah. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, like we were talking earlier, you know, I moved thinking I'm not sure what's going to happen in tourism, but I was very, very lucky that the old LinkedIn put out a post and Gina actually reached out from it to me from Tomahawk. And I've been thinking about that digital space mm-hmm. and broadening my skills and experience in there. And so I, I jumped into an account manager role with them for 16 months, yep. working remotely, which is definitely a different environment. And then I saw this come out, this role come up and I'm a country girl. Give me a pair of gumboots and a <laughs> cup of tea, a conversation with a in the middle of nowhere I'm that's me so I found the best of both in terms of the tourism industry that I love and and the getting out into the country really Mm. so yeah it's it's been an interesting ride but I'm very I feel yeah I've got one foot in both camps at the moment so yeah you know it almost sounds like the perfect marriage of your country girl side and your tourism expertise so 
yeah I'm, I'm not can happily put on a pair of high heels but you know i will change between changing them and some gumboots any day so yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, look, that wraps up all of my questions for you, Kate. So thanks so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed learning about Pure Pods. And as I said, yeah. I've been watching them on Instagram and had a look through your website. And now it's really cool that I know a little bit more about it. And hopefully our listeners feel the same. I'm sure they will. Yeah, no, and thank you for having me. It's a fantastic opportunity. And yeah, I wish uh, everyone all the best with the, the upcoming summer. Yes, thank you. And if there are any farmers tuning in who have a spot, we'll put a link to your website on the episode notes. If you've got the perfect location for Kate, she'll come out and have a cup of tea with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, right. Thanks, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Thanks, Kate. Thank you, Kate.